Okay, okay, okay. Versatile Vigilante Young Vince Uncle Vinny. Joined by a very, very, very special guest. We got the man of the hour, mm. Mr. Cruz. In Thank the you. Building. Thank you for having me here, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for that. Thank you appreciate so it. much for coming, bro. And we got Jesse in the background. That's our director for the day. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, so how you doing, bro? It's I'm good. doing good, man. Aside from this weather, you know, I don't know when it's going to start snowing, but this uh, hurricane-style weather out there is crazy, you know, with the, so much rain happening, you know. But It's like we're in Seattle or some shit. Right? What you make fuck? no sense, bro. Like, I thought I was in Vancouver for a second. I like, know. What the fuck? I'm like, all right, let's just <laughs> see what happens. Canada, bro. You yeah, never know. It's, it's funny, man, you know, but what can you do? Exactly. So, man, I'm super excited for you to be here because I know you're a guy that's dabbled in several different mm. aspects of life. I know you're a, got a graffiti background. I know you're a business owner. I know you got your tattoos. You got a <laughs> ton of different stuff. So, I really want to start from kind of the early days. Like, you're coming up. Where did you grow up and kind of how did you get into the arts world, I guess we could say? Uh, all right, all right. Uh, I'm originally from Parkdale. They got Parkdale. Um and, uh, you know, I was always exposed to the uh, graffiti scene, really, just from my high school. So I used to uh, check out the alleyways by uh, Kiel, Kiel Subway Alleys. And all the Dundas alleyways ran on that turf, uh, you know, all these cats kept sh- rocking pieces and stuff. And I was like, yo, I was mesmerized by that. Right. And, you know, um, I jumped in, man. Like, I, I kind of jumped in. I kind of went in very toyish, you know, very amateurish and uh, thought I could do it. And then... You know, got told by uh, my mentor, Bomba, Bega Bomba. Bomba. Uh, she, you know, she said, oh, yo, <laughs> that shit's whack. You can't do it that way. So she taught me the ropes, and then um, and then she just let me swim, man. She goes, you're going to go in this. You're going to go in deep, but be ready for the criticism because that's that's a school of hard knocks. You know, you got to you gotta pay. You got to learn the hard way. So, you know, I did that for a couple of years, 20-plus-something uh, years now, and... Uh, you know, never stopped, man. I mean, I don't paint regularly like a lot of the other guys do, like a lot of the older generation still kept rocking. But I still try to, you know, keep putting out work there to let people know I'm still alive, <laughs> you know, what I mean? and uh, I'm not dead, you know what I'm saying? So yep. kept doing that. So, yeah. Very cool, bro. So you're a Toronto guy through and through, mm-hmm. born and raised. Yep. Do you feel like with the graffiti, there's a Toronto style? Because I feel like someone who doesn't know much about it would think all graffiti kind of looks alike. But I'm curious to hear from you. Do you feel Toronto has its own kind of You know what? Look, not to knock on nobody these days, um, I think the word style is, is thrown out there these days more of... Um, it's it's harder to find somebody with a style. Right. You know what I'm saying? So back in the 90s when I started, it was more like you had no social media. You had no Instagram or something to feed you from. You know, cats would meet either a sketchbook session and or we'd be at like a tower record. You know what I mean? Check out some, some magazines and stuff. And you would be influenced by guys from Europe, you know, China, whatever, states, majority of states. And then that's how you started, you know, thinking, like, mimicking out of memory. Like, yo, I like that style. And then you just click it and then start sketching out. You know what I mean? So that's how we started finding out style. Even then, you know, I would know who does what just by looking at a, a color tone, for instance, or a palette that they use or the way they they incorporate something like a their stars or their their arrows, right? So, I mean, that to me was what made graffiti so so raw. It was never, it was so raw to me. And, you know, these days, I mean, I think everybody kind of jumps in the same format. It's the same template. 
a little different letters here and there, but I mean, it's expressive, man. So like, if as long as it makes them happy, and you know, as long as it lets them be continuous, I mean, style these days, at least in Toronto, um, we I think we we have our own we have our own um, crowd, but I don't know I don't know I don't think there's too much new style that I've seen that that at least tells me yo that's that's different. Got you. It's really rare to find that one or two that really stick out. You know, back then it was a warfare. You everybody wanted to have style, so it's a little different. When you were coming up, you feel like it was very competitive in that game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. There was a. There's more space now. There's more access to space now than there was back then. Physically, right? definitely, definitely, definitely. You know, like, uh, but the only thing that's different now is that because it's so saturated, a lot of the guys who bomb, a lot of the guys who who still rock, they uh they find new turfs, so they go to new locations now, like certain spots, or like under bridges or whatever, and they still keep you know, showcasing the rawness of what graffiti is, where the beauty comes from, like the whole adventure aspect of it, right? And missions, Um, you know, so that's kind of a cool thing. Stuff that we see, like even with myself, with my, like when I started doing this thing called Wall Noise, like, you know, it was to showcase graffiti, but at the front line, you know what I mean? Because we always been exposed to the back. So I figured, okay, fuck, maybe with the city, work as a pilot project to start bringing these guys to the foreground to let them let their let their shit shine to the broad audience right not just the alley cat you know what i mean so you know that took off really good but like anything it's a trial and error stuff because it's not it's not like we were trying to do an event where you have to change every year get a whole new world a mural it was you know something that we we rocked we left it and after, if, you know, anybody who does graffiti, it's just a matter of time before somebody comes and just starts messing with it and starts tagging up because they want a new wallpaper up, you know what I mean? And and that's hard to do these days because the city has its own vision of what they consider street art to be versus what graffiti is and how it should be utilized or at least exp- uh, showcased to the, to the masses. Right, because it's kind of, it's that balance of you still want to keep that griminess of mm-hmm. and that culture of yeah it. like there shouldn't be any no 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 fucking rules i hope it's okay to swear because you know all right you right. swear bro i want all you right. to swear as much as you can all right, all right. so there's like <laughs> real talk like there shouldn't be no fucking rules to it you know Absolutely. and when the minute you start adding politics or bureaucracy into the, to the element itself of what graffiti is then you're watering down the actual essence of that style of artwork so, you know, that to me is where I, I find it insulting. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that. Um, and I'm not taking anything away from any of the new school artists, but compared to graffiti writers, like legitimate graffiti writers, you know, it's nice that you can do certain type of art and make it colorful and picturesque. But, no, the style is not there. And, and that's what graffiti brings. Graffiti brings a whole different monster of creativity that... Uh, people who studied in schools don't understand. Because it's a street art form. It's yeah. an urban art form. Like, it, that rebellion, you Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that punk, that punk Yeah, man, shit. it is. It is. It has to be, you know? Like, it, it's, it's a, to, to, at least to me, I always thought of it as the, uh, the visual battle. You know, you battle against yourself. You battle against your peers. You battle against your, your you know, the guys who want to challenge you. It's visual, you know, like who can rock, who can out rock who, you know, and some days you win some, some days you don't, but fuck, you did it, 
you know, B-boys do it all the time. DJs used to do it all the time. MCs used to do it all the time. They yes. ciphered, right? Ain't no different from graffiti. Graffiti, right, is cipher all the time. But people just don't see it that way. Even in a production, you see graph writers among crew members. They will, they will try to top each other. And it, that's just friendly competition, man. But it, says, it makes them sharp. So, yeah. I love that, bro. I never thought of it like that, where it's that battling. Like, and mm -hmm. it's true, bro. You got pride in your work. You want to, you want to be the best. Like, mm -hmm. it's not really just for fun. It's for nah, man. It ain't. It's if you love, if you love the culture itself. And I'm not just talking about hip hop. I'm just talking about the graffiti culture. Yeah. And you know, your work is rooted from that essence of that whole um, energy then you only have passion for it, man. And so that's that's what people don't understand about graffiti sometimes. It's just like even a bomber has passion. Do you know what I mean? That's why there should never be hate between bombers and writers too much. I, it used to have conflict with that, but you come to realize we're kind of in the same freaking boat. It's just that we express ourselves very different. Right. But it's the same fucking culture. You know what I'm saying? So there should never be any beef in that. You know, it's not like in the 90s, man, when you knuckle up and get into a squabble. Just because, you know, oh, you went over my wall. Now you got fucking so many walls. There's events that the city hosts. And they even pay you. So I'm like, you know, really? Is it the same? I don't know. You know? So I, I don't see it that way. But, you know, much love to the, to everybody out there. It's just, just, it's just love in that sense, you know? I love that, bro. It definitely has evolved. Oh, yeah. That, that's oh, for yeah. sure. So you're telling me back in the day there was physically fights over this shit. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't, it's we would, part of the game. We, we, Depending on who you met, you met, right? Like a lot, of, like I came from a certain background where you know we, we were affiliated with like gang members and stuff like that, right? Right. So, and because we were the only Latino crew at that time, it made us more. They, there was more resistance, at least I felt, towards my crew, because oh, they're the only Latino crew that does graffiti. So we had the backup from gangs, the Latino gangs, but. We were very separated from the graffiti community because we had to really earn that that presence. And sometimes it involved, you know, slapping the shit out of somebody sometimes, you know, making sure they understood that, yo, oh, thank you for paying for my paint, shit like that. And then, you know, not to name whoever, but it's just something that we had to check and rectify. And, you know, and, and, and it wasn't just us. I mean, there were other crews out there. Big, big shout out to the HFB crew. You know, I mean, they were on par with us. They had the same mentality. And we loved that, you know, because we we're like, finally, good. Because then we took it to that level. And then we started to regulate a lot of the shit that, you know, guys weren't being checked for. Like when they went over our shit or to try to test us. And that was something that was really raw and really hardcore at that time. And things that happened that actually I'm not really kind of really be honest with you, I'm not really proud of, but it happened, and that's just it. You know, you just move on, you grow up out of it, and you do okay. Well, what can I do that's next? You know, that's better than the old person. You as you get older, you start changing your persona because you know you you experience new things in life, not just the battles and the warfares of it. It was fun, but it's you start growing out of that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. It's definitely like a it's like that kid it's a kid mentality and. But at that time in life, no one's telling you no. Nah. No one's going to, at that time in your life, no one's going to tell you what you d were doing was stupid. You were like, well, no, no, but that's what I'm, I'm saying, writing. right? Like, 
people who used to say, yo, don't do that. That's not real art. This That just fucking amped me. It's exactly. like, oh, okay, now I got to fucking go hard on you. So that's, you know, that's different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't like that. So I feel like you guys were, like, in the underground of the underground. Like, the graffiti <laughs> is, like, the Batman of the fucking underground, bro. Like, you can't be seen doing it. Look, when graffiti started going into fucking the academics in university and colleges, started teaching that shit, that's when I knew, oh, you're trying to make money off it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Graffiti should remain where it belonged, in the streets for the public. Now they got fucking people walking around giving tours about graffiti like they were there. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. I was there. I knew the guys who we used to fucking give Kentucky Fried Chicken to, you know, so they can go take care of the alley. You know what I mean? Rest, rest in peace, Bobby and his little, and his brother. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, yo, we know cats. You know what I'm saying? Like, Graffiti Alley used to be Graffiti Alley used to be where you battled. You, if you were good, you went. If you went and your shit was whack, or somebody can top it. I mean, again, if it was whack, you, you bat, that was a battle. Right. You know. Now I, you know, it's different. When I see Graffiti Alley now, I just it's not, it doesn't have the same. It has this. It has a similar aesthetic, but it doesn't have that same energy. You know no, what I'm saying? It's like a tourist attraction. Right. So I kind of, you know, when I've heard, I've seen people's, you know, last time there, they were doing a little tour there and talking about it. And I'm like, yo, I was like, I don't know you. I've never seen you in my life. How are you fucking giving this tour? But people bite on it, man. They love the pop out of it. Hence, what I think, a lot of this shit now, when people talk about, you know, if I believe in hip hop, I go, yo, you mean hip hop? Because it's gone pop to me. You know, I don't know where, what the fuck. There's a lot of real cats. Don't get me wrong. But people, the commercial aspect loves the bubble shit. Like the bubbly stuff. You know what I mean? Right. And, and they and they fucking, they love that. So it's unfortunate because I'm like, had Toronto merged both styles. You like Miami. You like fucking LA. And they start thinking outside the box. Like fucking Europe. Like Japan. Like Korea. Then, or even Spain. Then you start creating... Toronto creating its own essence, its own fucking voice, its own visual, its own aesthetic, its own style of this is the Toronto culture now. It's this is where we've gone to. Right now, the Eagles are too big, man. They don't want to work together because they just the Eagles just big in an artist, you know. And a lot of it's, I'll be honest with you, like a lot of it doesn't even it's not even deserved. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can't get out of fucking grad school. Get a fucking volunteer to do a fucking uh, garage door and think you paid pay dues. You didn't pay nothing. Yeah, you're missing the whole journey of it. The journey. The that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you need that journey. Without that journey, how the fuck are you gonna paint with someone that's uh, like uh, like a monster that who's been doing it for twenty years, thirty years, forty years? You can't. You know, like exactly. they will never take you serious. A hundred percent, bro. I I definitely feel like I mentioned I had Takeo in here recently. Mm. Shout out Takeo, and I kind of asked him. Like, what's the difference between graffiti and street art? And he basically made that mm -hmm. comparison. Like, street art is, like, if someone, if the city pays you and basically says it's okay to do this, that's that's art. It's cool. Yeah. But graffiti is that, like. The way I see it with, with stuff like that, man, uh, again, and I don't believe it's, it's the artists themselves. They just, they're not used to the rebel side of it. Right. Right. So when the city says, yo, you know what, we're going to do this, we're going to pay you, but there's parameters upon your creativity that you can't pass, then it's no longer street. You can't call yourself street anything if you're putting parameters on someone who's being visually creative. I say let them get loose and see what happens. 
facts. The time when you start to ask for permission takes away the whole side of it. You know, but there's that's the thing. You could ask for permission and, and have rock a wall and just rock it the way you want to fucking rock right. it. You could do that. You know what I mean? Because you're leaving it all there. But when somebody says, hey, man, I want an animal or I want a fucking plant or a cityscape of Toronto, even though Toronto's right behind the fucking wall, <laughs> I'm like, what's that? That makes no sense to me. You know right. what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, that's just... You know, it and it's just funny to me, man. You know, so like, no, nah, this is again. I think it's kind of like, it's it's not at the same level of of creative competition as it once was, and maybe and maybe I'm wrong, and for saying that, but that's just the fucking way I feel. And you know, from what I've seen, I mean, I've been doing these graph events now for Jesus Christ, I don't know, like ten years plus, right? So I've worked with every graph writer that I I. I adore and I looked up to and, and, you know, I'm inspired by and um, shaking hands with many different artists, you know. But, you know, these days a lot of the artists are, I think it's just a scene. I think it's a lot of artists, I'm not even going to say graph writers at all, but a lot of artists are very sensitive. So they don't know what is to be critiqued. They don't know is to somebody be like, yo, like, you know, you can look at a, a, a sketch and if you tell them how it really is, it's sometimes makes them feel like, oh, how dare you talk about my work like this and this. And like, well, right. because I know, you know, it's like a, if I'm a fucking mechanic of 30 years and you're a fucking rookie coming out of high school, what the fuck are you going to tell me about how to do this? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. experience always outweighs, you know, something fresh. You should be humbling yourself and learning from that, from the person who knows the most and take it, take it. We got to take it. <laughs> what makes everybody else so special? Right. So, you know. Love that, bro. That that what you just said was why I wanted you to come in here. I love mm. talking to people that have been in the game, yeah. like seen some <laughs> shit. Like I've said this on my podcast before. I love the kids, man. But when you're 18, you've only seen a certain amount of shit. Yeah, you've man. been in the game. You've been around for different eras too. Like mm. there's so much you can provide to younger guys if they're wanting to mm -hmm. learn. You know. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that, bro. No, I appreciate that. I think that. very you. valuable. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. You know, I mean. We always learn. We we have to be a student of of it. You always. know, you have to be a student of the art of, but not so much of the art. You got to be a student of creativity. You know what I mean? And that's what people forget. I think that people forget. I myself am one of those people too. But you got to be inspired by the people who are in and pushing, and they're always trying to push and push. And that inspires me to continue. You know what I'm saying? Like I could have stopped graffiti a long time ago, but I didn't. You know, I said, okay, how can I use what I know to benefit the new guys and give them a new platform to express themselves? Hence, wall noise. You know what I mean? So providing that back to the streets, it gave them a new a new place to kind of get either with free paint or whether you're getting paid. That's to me, it was like, yo, it's a win-win, right? Like, you know, you don't have to go around and hide and just wait for the coast to be clear, keeping six. No, this is a platform for you, man. Just do it. And then... You know, whatever happens, happens. You know, and then just go on to the next one, I guess, right? So, 100%. Because we're supposed to provide a better situation for the next generation. Of course, of course. Yeah, you know, and not only that, but then you showcase the guys who are before or who people forgot about. You know, you got monsters like Tech. You got monsters like Still, Insight, Our Child. You have The Bacon. You have Quest. What about Meats? What about my boy, you know... Freaking, um, oh my God, I forgot this cat's name. Loki. What happened to, you know, um, Soy? What, 
Pews. I mean, God, there's so many names, man. Like, Toronto has such a fucking vast, like, amount of artists, like, historical artists that sacrificed their own well-being, their, the, a master of this craft that is graffiti that nobody knows about them because they forgot or they never heard of them. I mean, how the fuck do you get into the game and not know the history? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, you know, you can't, you, you, you can't do that. Like, you have to give back to the, to the kings who made this, you know? And I say that, it, it being a, an OG in this fucking thing, yep. I'm saying that because I respect those guys. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, guys like Spud One, for instance, who gets, usually gets a lot of controversy and stuff like that, but, but that guy's been around for such a long time, a monster in his own right. You know, you have Kismet, who's another fucking guy. The list can go on and on. There's a mad shout-out to all the old old writers out there, the OGs. You know who you are. Mess 3, EGR, you know. Um, fuck, man, I can't even. Zeus, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Rice Eyes. Like, there's a bunch of cats. Ruin, you know, like I, Ren, like out of all people. King Ren, Dur the Third, Case, Alone. Like, the list goes on and on. And this is just Toronto, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So... The fact that I don't see them being put out again to showcase, yo, well, who are you? Remind us. Trust me. It just takes one burner, man. And then people will be like, what the fuck? And it's like, I wasn't expecting that. But because it's graffiti and it's not, you know, flowers and, right. I don't know, birds or whatever, um, then it's not the same because people like picturesque things. And that's fine. There's room for everything. There's actually room for all of it. It's just how do you merge all that and make some fucking jambalaya, then call that jambalaya the Toronto scene. Mix that shit. Blend it. Integrate it. When you get to that, then we start seeing, now we're cooking something different. I love that, bro. You're appreciating the past. You're understanding where it came from, and Mm. you're building on it. That's real of evolution. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's all it is. You have to evolve. There's no fucking other way about it. You have to evolve or it's going to evolve into something that you're going to hate. Exactly. Exactly. I, I really respect that you're putting that effort in. Like, Wall Noise, I, Wall mm-hmm. Noise was at Ashbridge's Bay, correct? Ashbridge's Bay. Hold on. Where is um, that? By the beaches? Yep. I was there. It was super fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And, like, for you to put your time in, try it and do something like that is very commendable, bro. Because Here's a story to and I know the city is going to hate me for this, but I just don't Let's give a do fuck. It. There we go. All Exclusive. Right. All right. So that project, the water hoarding project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this was, like, after, like, the first year of COVID, right? Like, you know, everybody's coming down from it, whatever. Yep. And they had said, listen, man, we're going to we're gonna get, I think it was, like, 60 artists at most. They wanted 60 or, I want to say, it would be nice, 70. I'm like, all right. I go, but 70 artists. I'm like, why not just go end to end and just fill up, fill up the whole shit? And they're like, oh, because we don't have the money. And I'm like, I didn't ask you about money. I said, why don't we just get guys come out here and just fill up the whole shit? So I ended up getting up to 95 artists, bro. And I, when I tell you that shit was a fucking chaos, it was chaos, but beautiful chaos. Because it was the first time we were working with so many different artists, Aboriginal artists that came with some strong sense of like, I'm going to promote myself. And they were also now competing with artists, graph artists from all ethnicities who were also saying, yo, this is what I'm going to rock. This is what I'm going to rock it. And they went ham on it. Now, 
the best thing about that project was getting 95 fucking cats to come out. Were there challenges? Of course. 95 artists is 95 artists. Time was an essence, for sure. But the fact that I know that that, if it's ever replicated, then, you know, kudos to the person who does it. Um, but if it isn't, then that's a story to tell for everybody who was participant of that fucking project because that itself was, you know, again, when I say, like, everybody got to, like, actually challenge each other that day, some came short, some came strong, but it was it was a, it was a good time for that, for that specific time because of the fact that COVID had run so much absence of just human interaction. But to have them all there and having just the public be like, what's going on over here and checking it out and you know, giving mad love and feedback to the to the artists themselves. That was real that was real fucking special. That was really nice to see. You know what I mean? But it was just it was fun that that we ended up adding all these fucking guys <laughs> just to say we can, you know, and and just fill up the whole fucking thing. And yeah, man, that was cool, man. It was fucking pro it was, it was it was a fun fucking project. That's an awesome story, bro. Cheers to you for that, man. Cheers to Cruz. Big up. Anyone want any more Island Diaz? Jesse, cheers to you as well. Put that shit, right there. I'm gonna get this drunk and shit. Yeah, <laughs> 44%. Let's go. Ooh. Yo, cheers to you for that, bro. First of all, bringing five people together is fucking very difficult. 95? Holy. And I like how you touch on it was during COVID because I was craving some cool shit at that yeah. time. Like, fuck, bro. I've been at home for so long. I'm seeing this wall art shit on my Instagram. I'm like, what is this? I pulled up to it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that gave me some hope. Like, all right, people are still out here doing good shit. So, yeah, man. Shout out to you, bro. City needs people like like you doing that, putting mm. your ass on the line. Mm. Shout out to you. It was, Love thank that you. Story. Appreciate that. No, man. Yeah. It's, it's, again, it's all for the culture, right? It's all the giving back. It's all the. Yes. It's 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 I really love to the artists themselves, but I mean I'm anybody that knows me like especially if you're a newbie into this and trying to come into any of my fucking events, hey man if I don't feel like your work's up to par I'm not gonna it's no diss. It's just I don't think it's up to par. Yeah, man, it, it's it not a country it, club. Right, yo, this ain't a community center. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's guys that fucking work day and night, twenty four seven, no no rest. There's monsters out there that really fucking put in work. And out of respect to those cats, I can't just, I have to humble myself and respect that first. You know what I'm saying? So that way, when I see people bring me a portfolio, and they're like, you want to be a part of this, and I see it, I, I tell them straight up, like, respectfully, of course, you know, like, hey, maybe next year. Keep working. That's it. There's nothing else to talk about. You know, like, don't question me. Don't get butt hurt. It's just the way it is. And if I've used you too much, then I got to make room for the next cat. You know, and, and that's fine. You know, I, I, I like, I think opportunity is always there. But it, I think people in general just love to be a part of something. Yep. You know, and I think that's that's where the magic really happens. You know what I'm saying? So, so when I see that, it opens so many doors among graph writers and artists, just among artists. Because, you know, they, they, they feed off each other. They help each other. You know, the guys who've been around longer, as long as I have or longer, they, you, it's nice. It's nice about it. Sometimes they give their input. You know what I mean. And then they try to help out as best as they can. But you know, and some might not. But you have to respect that because they don't have to. They don't owe you shit. So you know, you can call them. Be thinking, no, oh, they're just so mean. I'm like, no, they're not mean. They just don't owe you anything. Fox. You know, that's where the years come in. That's where they have something called tenure. 
them you know even I mean? giving you feedback is valuable. Yeah, man. If you don't like it, that's better than if yeah. they like it because now you're saying, okay, there's some things you yeah. can improve on, For work sure. on. Mm-hmm. Very valuable, bro. I love that. Mm-hmm. So I want to switch gears a little bit because I know you're big into the tattoo scene as mm-hmm. well. Did graffiti come first or did you have an interest in tattoos before anything? Truth be told, I never even cared about tattooing okay. <laughs> at the time. Um, I just wanted to do art. Right. And graffiti was my first love. Um, so it was years down the road, really. Like um, one of my boys, big out, shout out to my boy, Right Size. Uh, he's like, yo, you know what? You should get into tattooing. I was like, what? I go, nah, man. I go, don't fucking tattoo. I don't tattoo no hearts or nothing like that. <laughs> Fuck all that. But then he goes, no, it's hard. I'm like, what? I go, how hard can it be? You know, we used to do body painting and shit. It's like, how hard can this really be? Right. My my ego and my ignorance, right, spoke louder than my fucking logic. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. Okay, I'm prideful. I'm fucking do this. So I went to, I submitted some portfolios around uh, shops. And then I got called into this one shop in uh, in, in Toronto. And the guy goes, yeah, he goes, I go, yeah, you know, I see this, man. It doesn't look that hard. He goes, oh. He goes, okay. So he, get, he set up the machine for me. He goes, here, try it. I go, what? I go, okay. So he get, created a stencil. That I, I drew a stencil for my boy, an outline. And he goes, okay. He put it on. He goes, cool. Trace it. Yo, I'm telling you, when I fucked up that guy's arm, mm-mm, mm-mm, big. <laughs> Mad shout out to my boy Ice. Thank you for trusting me. Shout out Ice. Uh yeah, man. So, you know, <laughs> then I was like, fuck. <laughs> so then I got caught up with a new venture. But the challenge was what drew me to it. So then I started picking up. And I mean, he would teach me some things, some things I would learn from my other friends and just picking up techniques. And yeah, man, that just set me off to a whole new journey, a whole new different element. Um, but it's a beautiful element nonetheless. You know, it's, it's, it's one that's very consistent for me. Uh, because you, you you learn you learn it's like a barber you hear stories and you 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 acquire a certain friendship with your clients that it's uh you know you become you, you become you build a rapport with them and some stories are beautiful some stories are very sad but it humbles you man about the reality of life and how they express themselves through imagery on their skin so that's a very special to me what's a special thing a special um, door that opened for me so yeah that's how i got into tattooing i love that bro i think that's such a that's such an important thing for people to hear where a there's more things out there for you like there's Mm -hmm. always going to be a new challenge if you want to face it Mm -hmm. you never know what it could turn into i'm sure that first time you did your first tattoo you wouldn't think where you you'd be here now like years Mm -hmm. later still doing it like i think that's the beautiful part of life man yeah man it's not predictable sometimes no it isn't man but that's another thing about tattooing that you can still do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? Like That's why people specialize so much in, in certain styles of tattooing. With me, I'm, I'm the same way, man. Like I, I love you know my, my black illustrative, you know, surrealistic type of imagery, sometimes dark, but it's just how I feel. You know, so I think that's when you get the best work from someone is when they, they, they reproduce something that they felt and they created. Uh, a lot of the stuff nowadays is like, you know, people like going to Pinterest and yeah, mimicking, cool. mimicking what they see. But, uh, you know, it's all right. I mean, it's you got to make your bread and butter somehow. But 
No, I, I think that the real tattoo artists that are out there that know what I'm talking about is like creating something. It's it's it, there's nothing like it. Like when you re- reproduce it on skin and it comes out just the way you envisioned it. Fuck, it's a trip. It's a trip. It's from the soul, bro. Every yeah. great piece of art, whatever it is, is the same when it comes from the soul. Like right. music, graffiti, tattoos, films. Like yep. if you can tell when it's fucking generic, yeah, you know, yep, yep, like, yep. like you can tell, bro. You can't yeah, fake man. that. No, that's true, man. It's so true. It's so true. It's so Anything true. it is, bro. I love that. And you now have your own shop, correct? Yeah, we've been around roughly ten years established. We're on the Lakeshore and Islington area. Known as Southside Inc. Shout outs to my whole fucking crew. You know where that. You know who they are. Ink Slayer. We have um, Ink with Sky. We have my boy Dave. We have, um, well, myself. <laughs> and uh, am I missing somebody? I'm missing somebody. Hold on, hold on. There's somebody. Oh yes, of course. FVG Fernanda. You know what's up? And my homegirl Nana, who actually helps me run the place. Um, you know she's uh, my partner in this business, and we've been journeying now for like yeah, roughly ten years. Good for you, yeah. bro. I, I told you before the interview, I went to school just down the street. Oh, yeah. So I was always walking up and down seeing your spot. <laughs> so shout out to you, bro. I, I love that area of Toronto. I think it's so unique. It's got its own personality. You yeah. know what? what's funny? Like, when we opened up the shop, I envisioned, um, well, when we when we decided to run the shop in a different direction. Let's see if it's more going that way. Oh, bigger shout outs to Nico. Uh, he's the guy who founded this the shop. Uh, in uh, 2015, um, mad, mad cool guy, uh, and uh, you know, she got heavy, so he had another passion and that he does. He does a fitness, uh, uh, he has his own fitness business, okay, uh, and he's passionate about that. So, you know, mad love to that guy. Uh, if it wasn't for him, I don't think the shop would have ever existed. We just decided to take over it and run it in a different direction. Um, but during the COVID time, um, we uh, we started doing something where I was like, okay, you know what? I can't do any graphs and there's no graph jams. So I'm like, fuck. And I used to look at the alleyways. I'm like, huh, you know, fucking alleys look fucking shitty. There's fucking needles there all over the place from crackheads. So I was like, you know, there's kids that walk around there to go to school, to go through the alleyway. So I think it was a couple of my homies. And I was like, yo, what if we fucking just took this whole alley without fucking any permission. And legally, we took the whole fucking, we've taken, what, eight to nine blocks. And without asking, without, we just did it. And it was just to say, we can. But we created a program where people say, what kind of program is this? Oh, well, my shop is hosting this program because we could. So we're like, yeah, let's just do that. So now, you know, we cater to like education of creativity with the arts to schools and, you know, do mural projects on the side and obviously tattooing, you know. So anything that's creative, that's what we do. So we want to be branch off from what the original traditional is and going to what was more modern, you know. So we have graphic designers that work for us. Uh, we have, you know, video editors, et cetera, et cetera. So we're expanding in that direction and even into the clothing now market. But uh, it's just giving a, a, creating a hub of artists to get together and basically be creative and successful and let them make their cheddar and shine. And I like to think of our studio as being a small little hub of creativity where people are able to make some form of living by just being with a bunch of other creative people at that same place. And I think that's that's the biggest triumph of what we've been doing since we've opened or since we've actually taken over the business. 
So yeah. Love that, bro. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. community is so valuable, so important. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be people that have these interests, and maybe they just don't know where to go, where to start. To have someone like yourself and have Southside <laughs> there is such a potentially life-saving uh, uh, for, for a young, especially a young person. Like yeah, you know, we get a, we meet a lot of, we shake hands with a lot of guys, um, and, you know, there's a lot of respect. But as much as respect is given, we give back. Yep. So as much as we've been giving respect, they, we give respect back to those cats because, you know, they make the community. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck if you're a guy that, you know, has to clean windows and makes 20 bucks a week. I'm going to treat you with the same respect as a businessman that comes into the shop or a CEO. It makes no difference to me. As long as your persona is cool and chill, we're good. You know what I mean? The respect factor is high. So it's not the money, man. And like, that's the thing. It's never been about the money. For me, it's more been about the respect and the reputation of what we provide back to the community. Because it's a community-based situation, right? Tattooing is always community-based, I think. Because you're responsible for anything. I mean, you do one bad tattoo, everybody in the community is going to hear about it. There goes your business, right? So we try to do as much as we can to provide back and give back to the community, not just take away. Again, bro, good for you, man. I, yeah. I love to hear that because that that's the type of shit where, like you said, you might not make a lot of money off this. Mm-hmm. You might not get all the superficial shit out of it. But knowing that you're making a difference, I think, is maybe the most valuable currency there is. Yeah, man, I think so. I think it's much needed, especially nowadays um, with a lot of the new kids who walk in the alleyway now and now. Now they use their Pinterest to take pictures. You know, it's becoming its own gallery. Yeah. In this little corner of, of our of where we reside, you know, and that's that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like there's nobody going to walk in and give a tour because nobody knows the stories. Right. So it's like, you know, it, it's it's just you meet so many different characters, man, and, and they know it because they've seen us do it. You know, they supported us even with a glass of water, bro. Like that speaks volume. You know, it's not about, hey, you know, put my name up. But no, shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to do that. You know, yeah. I'll hide it somewhere, you know. <laughs> but it's about, you know, people's coming in with their kids and sitting down with lawn chairs and just watching you just, watching a bunch of artists just, of graphics just rock. Oh, do you want some food? I'm making a barbecue. You want some hot dogs? I'm like, you know, you don't have to do that. But that's community, man. And that's a hard thing to find nowadays. So to have that is what makes at least Lakeshore, the West End of it, that's special to me, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I love about that spot, man. So, you know, everybody knows everybody, everybody knows what's up, and yeah, man, you know. Um, we're blessed, honestly, to Steven stuck around because uh, there was an older uh, tattoo shop when we first opened, uh, known as Ace and Swords, they're now in Burlington. Mad shout out to my boy, uh, Cycle Dave, you know, and they're doing beautifully down there, but that guy's like, tell me, man, that guy's a real G. Like, he like he kept it 100 with me, man. Uh, and, you know, he, he kind of taught us certain things along the way and super sweet guy. But, you know, he's one of those guys you have to respect. He's a real OG. He knows his stuff in and out, you know, over 20 years plus. Just just a master of his game, man. So, you know, like if you guys are ever in Burlington, go check him out. Ace of Swords. Um, and yeah, man. And uh, again, you know, it's guys that pave the way, open doors for you to have the opportunity. And those are the cats that you have to respect because they've been longer. So... I'm just doing the same thing. I'm mimicking what I've been taught to hopefully open doors for younger people, the younger generation who's hungry enough to get through it 
and that's all it is. That's the honorable thing to do, bro. And and you know what's cool about that? You're teaching kids the right way because yeah. eventually they'll get to that point where it's their time to try to help someone else. Their oh, time most definitely. To put most on definitely. That's how you keep that positive cycle going. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Well, hopefully that's what it is, you know what I mean? But you got to be hungry for it. Yeah. I mean, no, no sense me opening the door if or guys like me who are trying to do that and you're just going to come in and roll out and <laughs> come in next year and just... No, you got to be hungry all the time. Absolutely, bro. You can't hold their hand. No, 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 no. Make that shit happen. That shit's over. School time's over. School time is over, man. Fuck all that. So you're you're a business owner. I love talking to business owners Mm -hmm. because it's a completely different world than Mm -hmm. working for for somebody. Right. So I want to ask you, what are some challenges of being a (laughs) business owner? What are your favorite parts of being a business owner? Start wherever you'd like. Okay. Uh, My loves. I love the fact that it's not a nine to five job. So it's not a nine to five job, but it's a 24 seven, 365 day hustle. Okay. Now that's to me is what I love. I love the fact that I meet a broad people, different spectrum of people. I love that I've been trusted to create art for someone and that they're trusting me to do, give them something that won't be replicated. So whenever you get a tattoo from me, for instance, I give you the sketch. You can frame it, rip it up. I don't care what you do with it because you paid for that. So to me, it's the, it's the freedom of not having that many rules. Um, the challenges is learning the business, is learning how to, you know, navigate. A small ship is still a ship, right? So it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of um ups and downs the challenges you know what i'm saying whether it's uh like the fucking lockdowns that shit was hard massive right um people you work with interactivity sometimes it's more it's challenging to sometimes guide a staff because we have like a family friendly environment but when it comes to business okay there's rules so there's not disciplinary action but there's a way you have to talk to your employee to let them know like, hey, I don't accept this. So that's always a little bit of a challenge because sometimes people take it the wrong way, but some people forget, hey, this is still a business. At the end of the day, our business is responsible for a lot of the stuff that happens in the shop behind the scenes, from security, from electricity to to, uh, hydro, to fucking, you know, um, sorry, to internet. You know, the water pumps that you get to drink water from, where do you think that comes from? What do you think it just shows up? <laughs> Paper towels, all that jazz. Cleaning materials. You know, oh, somebody's complaining about you. Okay, then we'll, we'll fix that. We'll handle that. So there's a lot that goes behind it. Um, you know, break-ins. I mean, we've had our, we've had our share of, of uh, learning experiences. You're always learning with, with the business. And then that's not even talking about the marketing aspect of it, the advertising and all that jazz that goes behind it. But it's its its its, it's own art form in itself, right? So, you know, it's beautiful because you, you, you feel independent, but you have to be very, very careful not to let your freedom overtake the responsibilities of your business. So you wear two hats, right? You're, you're the artist. But you're also a business person at the same time. So, you know, it's good to make money, 
But if you don't know how to handle that or save that property by the end of the year when the tax man comes around, I can fuck with you. So you have to have that discipline. I'm very strict with that. And, you know, learn learn to be more um, open to, like, new new techniques of how to, to drive your business in a certain direction that works for you, right? So, and, and that's always, always a learning curve, you know? So, but, I mean, we've, we've been doing good. Um, again, it's baby step. Have a plan, man. You have to have a good plan and, and, and you know, just... Have a good team, have great, like, open communication. And, you know, everything else is, you know, is the audience. You know what I mean? So then just go with it and see how far it takes you. And, and then hopefully if you're able to last 10, 12, 20 years plus in this in this industry, at least, then you've done good, you know. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, t- there's so many cha- battles, like tattooing and stuff, you're battling so many different shops. There's so many of them, and this is not even including this is not even including the guys who have the private studio, right? That are also amazing artists, right? So it's like, yeah, man, you're gonna you're gonna have to keep sharp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just there's there's room for everybody, but there's always a, there's always a bigger shark in this. As sharp as you think you are, there's someone who's gonna be twice as sharp as you are, or hungrier than you are. So you have to keep that balance very neutral. So. Very well said, bro. I love talking to business owners because they, most people, if you've never owned a business, you would never even think of what you said. Like the water has to come on, the yep. door has to be unlocked. You know, if yeah, some man. shit happens, if someone calls in sick, you got to figure out who's going to cover for it. Like it, it's always something. But that's know? what I'm saying. Like when you people, when people call in sick to the, as a tattoo artist, if you call in sick, sure, you might think they're shopping and making money. You're not making money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when you're buying your your supplies, then you're spending three four hundred dollars on whatever. Dude, you, you need that funding. You know what I mean? Like yeah, life goes so, on. So yeah, yeah. There again, everybody's replaceable, right? So I look for who's the hungriest. If you're really serious about being an artist, there's no such thing as a starving artist. A starving artist is an artist who works half his ass. That's all it is. You're not, you're not applying yourself to your full potential. That's why you're becoming a starving artist. A hustler learns consistently. And if your skill set is being an art, an artist, uh, merge those two together and then see if you're a starving artist in a year. Find out. You know, test it. Dude, I've, I've painted fucking shoes for a living. I've rocked T-shirts for a living. I mean, I've taught seminars in universities, colleges, uh, you know, grade schools. I've taught it to the freaking, you know, like uh, the TDSB board. I mean, I've done everything that I possibly could to keep going and finding different doors to get into. You know what I'm saying? So with with the tattooing thing, it was just the only one. They all were great. The only thing that tattooing is, is that I'm still able to grab a pencil and just get and sketch out. And then I'm back to my fundamentals. That's the only difference that tattoo does that other things don't. Even with graffiti, I don't even draw as much lettering as I used to. Um, but I miss it, you know. I mean, it's it's a way for me to relax. People go and you know, I don't know, fucking go on vacations or whatever. And while out, sometimes for me, vacation is just give me a wall, yeah, 
And don't, I mean, you can have a bunch of strippers in front of me <laughs> dancing and I will fucking ignore all of them just so I can just make love to this wall. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I want to rock the wall. I want to like show up, like, yo, can I hang with these guys? What can I do on this that's going to like fuck with them? You know, and, and that's that's it, man. Just be loyal to your creativity. You know what I mean? Like just as long as you're creative, a creative person, doors open up. So don't don't ever lock that shit. Don't ever s- slam the door on creativity just because you got comfortable. I think that's the best way I can say it. You know. Beautifully said, bro. Beautifully said. <laughs> I. You seem like someone that's always up for a challenge and also not afraid to make a mess. And I think that's so valuable because. Yo, not everything's going to be perfect. I'm sure things, even in the shop you handled in your first year, you would handle it way differently now. Oh, yeah. And how else are we going to learn? No, no, Sometimes for sure. Sometimes we got to look sure. silly, you know? For sure, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a learning curve. Yep. You know, and, and sometimes it's, it's going to be harder than most things. We'd be frustrated a lot of the times. Uh, but then you look at the, the beauty of it, man. Like, you know, you tattoo somebody who comes in and the client's sharing their story that they lost somebody in their in their lives that was real significant and they're getting a memorial piece or something yo some of this shit's heartbreaking you know so the fact that they rely on you to do that is an honorable thing you know because then you're you're making them heal slowly in some way you know and if you do something beautiful then aesthetically beautiful for them then it's then it's something special you know what i mean and and you know, I, I I try to be very sensitive to that to that for them because I mean, God forbid, man. Like you know, I would never want you know um, anything happen to any of my boys or anything like that. But it, it it'd be it'd be sad. You know what I'm saying? Like I would go to somebody I would trust. Like yo, you know what? Like I need this as a memory, out of respect for my soldier who fell down. You yeah, know, so taken personal. Soon. Right, right, right. As much as it is to have fun with it, you have to also see the other reason people get tattoos you know so that's gotta be respected absolutely bro i love that um you mentioned before i, I we're approaching on an hour i feel like it would be a nice oh, time yeah. to, to talk about that dmx mural mm. along the lake shore so shout out dmx r.i.p but i know you have a big story yeah but uh um well the dmx well was really was the last minute i think he had passed on on that day and I quickly got a whole bunch of my boys together. I got my boy Kismet out there, Nish, Rolex, um, some of my other homies from the area that came out. And we just said, yo, there's this wall right there. Nobody's touching it. I was like, fuck, you know what? Let's just let's do a memorial. And we just, uh, you know, Kismet got up and he goes, I want to do the DMX face. I'm like, all right, buddy, do it. So we just rocked around it and uh, had fun with it. And during that whole time that we were doing this, People were messaging me, like, you know, because I put up little clips on my grams and shit. People were like, yo, um, where's this at? So I would tell them. And then they would ride. All these bikers would just ride. And then some cars would drop and start blasting DMX, like, music, left, right, and center. It was it was real special, man. So, you know, like, I love DMX. I think he's one of the fucking great, one of the greatest poets uh, to put down lyrics and stuff like that. But, you know, Sam Shamey passed on. His demons got to him, you know. Uh, but... It was cool to see that how the society, even though we're not from, you know, his borough, you know what I mean? Like that there was a lot of love for this 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 one artist. So that said a lot. So then I was like thinking, hmm, who's next? You know, not not passed on, but I'm thinking, what if we start doing tribute to the nineties cats, like the, the groups like, you know, the Lords of the Underground or the That's Effects, you know, um, you know, Mischief, whatever, you know, like it started bringing out 
murals like that, I go, what, what, what kind of, what would we get out of that? You know, something just different. Um, being different, and, and it's, it's the fun part. Getting it to have somebody open and trust you to do that is a whole different other, other game, right? But figure why not, you know, see what happens. Absolutely, bro. If anyone wants to go check that DMX mural out all along Lakeshore, like Lakeshore and Islington, Kipling area. Yeah, right behind 6th Street. Fire. Very, very cool. So you mentioned some artists right now. Mm-hmm. Are you a music guy? Yeah. What are you listening to nowadays? Oh, shit. Uh, okay, I'm not going to lie. Hip-hop heads don't hate me for this, but... Uh, <laughs> I actually don't listen to much of the the, the new school hip hop because I really am that old that I don't really know who the fuck is who. If I hear, if I feel it, I'm not gonna I'm not like it. Um, you know, um, yeah. And I'm not gonna say who because I swear to God, don't even know who that their names are. I'm a '90s cat. I'm still a Kara's One fan. I'm okay. still a. I'm still you know again, Black Moon. You know, fucking Cypress. Funk dubious, you know. I'm 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 that generation. Onyx, you know, like, you know, Rascals. Big up to Rascals. You know what Canada. I'm saying? Like, you can't stop those guys. You know, um, you know, I fuck with Eminem too. I like Eminem shit. I like his old stuff a little bit more. I like Busta Rhyme. Fuck, like, come on, man. Like, there's cats that I still listen to, and I put in a. If it was a tape, that should be worn down. You know yes. what I mean? So I just I keep repeating the shit, but I love it. So I love it. Uh, Coast Contra, yo, thank you for giving me mad love. I appreciate that. Check him out. You guys know where it's at. Coast Contra, I gotta check that out. Yeah. I have to. That's my homework for the day. Yeah. Also, I'm laughing a bit. You mentioned Cypress Hill. Now I'm seeing a bit of a Be Real resemblance. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> ever said that to you before, but there we go. It must be this fucking drink, bro. Like, seeing <laughs> <laughs> double, man. Yo, We're on the island, right? Double now. fours? Double seeing, bro. That's, like, what's going on? That happens. Yo, do you. <laughs> I know we're not trying to talk about rules and shit too mm. much, but just kind of to wrap up the show, do you have rules for your clients? Like, if someone's coming in, kind of, you can tell they're a little oh, fuck fucked yeah. up. Let's hear it. If you come and you fucking went drinking and had a good fucking heyday the night before, if you're fucking bleeding on my table, not only you pay me full price, you're not getting your shit done. In the second session, you're starting from scratch. And that's on my kid. So straight up, don't ever come to my shop, like, wasted the night before. Don't ever come into my shop smoking weed and then all of a sudden say, oh, I can handle this. And then you're pissing in your pants because the pain is real. Like I've had cats fall off my chair. I had guys throw up in the bucket. The guys who fell off my chair, I didn't even pick them up. Straight up. That's real shit, bro. Like that's, that's, I keep that for real. It's like, nah. Like I told you, don't do it. I don't know what is it with these cats that think they can do everything. Like, no, you can't. Like there's a reason I'm telling you. I'm looking out for you, but they don't listen. They got them the hard way. It's okay. They learn. Like we said earlier, you're not holding hands here. <laughs> not, 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 not. Love that. And for your personal tattoos, do you ever tattoo yourself or you have... Oh, no, of tried? course, of course. I, I started a couple of my own. Um, and then the rest, I, I if, if you're my apprentice, then the way you make it into my shop is you tattoo me. Sick. You know what I mean? If it's just whack, then you don't work for me. <laughs> You've had that happen? Um, Almost. Okay. But... No, because they listen. But the pressure's heavy. Remember, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to tattoo, like, shit to every other client aside from me, then obviously we're going to have a problem. But no, I, I'm blessed, thankfully, that my artists are very uh, talented and they listen. And they're very, they humble themselves, man. And that's beautiful because they learn from each other, too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, 
no, I have nothing negative to say about my artists in that retrospect. They're very professional. Um, they're easygoing. We're like the fucking probably friendliest shop in Etobicoke, straight up. And that's keeping it 100 with you guys. You know, uh, we don't money gouge, man. Like, you know, I've seen some, I've heard some prices for some stuff. And I'm like, no fucking way. Like, yo, like, how the fuck are you going to eat tomorrow? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's some crazy shit, bro. Yeah. You know, like, the price was something ridiculous. I mean, for simple shit. I mean, I mean, I get it if it's masterful. You know, it's like, whoa, what the fuck is that? But when it's something like, you know, an intermediate artist can do, the price is just crazy sometimes. So at least for me, I was like, yo, that's not, that's not cool. But I'm not trying to cure cancer here with tattoos. I'm just trying to give you art. You know what I mean? And that's what we provide. Love that, man. Southside's for the people. Southside it is. Love that. I saw you have some promotions going on right now. You want to shout out? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're always doing promotions, man. Always, all the time. All right, all right. So basically, I already started, though. All right, so just saying you know it started. So it's $100, all right? Simple little small pieces, all right? Uh, when I say small, I actually don't mean small. I mean a little bit bigger than small. But I know everybody's into these little tiny little tattoos these days. <laughs> But what it is, is if you're my 13th client from today all the way to next Wednesday, okay. the 13th client gets it for free, all right? And that's for this month. In February, don't worry, I got you lovers. The lovers one is going to come out in February. Don't worry about that. The lovers one, okay. <laughs> and if, okay. yo, straight up, like, right now, though, real talk, is if my renovation get done in time, because we're renovating, we're up, we got to upgrade, you know what I mean? We got we to gotta be hip. Like the new the new school tattoo studios that look like nail salons, you know, <laughs> like we gotta be hip, you know. Yeah. But we're not going to go hip. We're gonna still keep it raw. But when that shit happens, check us out, Southside Inc. Or if you follow us on Instagram, scs.to. And uh, yeah, man, you know, just follow us. We're always gonna put up some new uh, promos and stuff like that for everybody to reach. You know, it doesn't have to hurt your pocket, man. You can still have fun with it. You know what I mean? For all those real realists out there who just want to get tattoos, just to have a good time. All right? Much love to the city. Much love to Lakeshore. Much love to my man here for hosting me. I appreciate it. Much love to everybody. Peace. My guy. Shout out Cruz, South Siding. Shout out Jesse in the back. Versatile Vigilante. Let's go. Like, subscribe. We're out here. Mm.